0: Well, hello. Um, I am a storyteller, and, uh, the thing about us storytellers is that we kind of need your help. We need your help not just to, not just to envision the story, but also to, to keep us on the right path, because we can get distracted by, um, that is such a cool sign to the toilet. And um, so what, what I'm gonna need you guys to do for me is whenever you hear me say, I'm a storyteller, I'd like all of you guys to go, get on with it. Can you do that for me? Let's have a quick practice. I'm a storyteller. Okay, you're going to need to be a bit louder than that, okay? So let's try again. I'm a storyteller. Okay, yeah, that's not too bad. This story starts a long time ago on our very shores. And this story is about a king and a queen who had everything? They had absolutely everything a king and queen could want. They had lots of power. They had lots of money. They had all of the, all of the adulation and the adoration of their people. There was just one thing that they really, 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 really wanted that they didn't have. And that one thing was? <laughs> that one thing could have been Tibet. But they had enough casinos in their land, so they didn't have to worry about that. No, what they actually really craved was a child. They really wanted a baby. You can understand this, can't you, sir? Yes, you see. That, that, this, this man right here, if you, you look at him, you see, see how how ancient he's getting. That is roughly how ancient the king and queen were getting, and still they hadn't had a child. Now, they tried absolutely everything they could do to get this child. They tried uh, seeing doctors. They tried bringing in witch doctors. They even tried turning to the dark arts. Now, bear in mind that back in those days, this was a very serious matter. If the people had found out that they had turned to the dark arts, then all of that adulation and adoration that I said they had at the beginning, well, it could have gone in a flash. The Queen, one night disguised herself as a peasant. She snuck out of the castle and she went down into the dark forest. For some reason, there are always dark forests in stories like this. And she went and found a cottage which was surrounded by lavender. And out from that cottage came a woman. One half of her hair was pitch black the other half of her hair was bright white and her face was the ugliest face you can possibly imagine so i'd like you to try that now just close your eyes because if you don't close your eyes you'll see this guy and then that will stop you from imagining the most ugliest face you can possibly imagine so close your eyes and just picture the ugliest face you can imagine that is the face that was on this woman And the queen went up to this lady to ask for her help, but she didn't have to because the lady already knew why she was there. And she held out an onion. And she said to the queen that she was to take that onion, make sure she peeled it, and then eat every part of it. And if she did this, she would have her child. Well, the queen took that onion, could feel the power surging from it, and went to thank the woman, but she had completely vanished. So, the queen rushed all the way back to her palace, went straight up to her room, got changed back into her royal robes, went down to the kitchen, threw that onion into a pan, cooked it right up and ate the whole thing. What had she done wrong? She forgot to peel it. Oh, dearie me. Now, I'm a storyteller, but even then, that... Yes, thank you very much. Now, nine months later, everyone in the kingdom was really happy because the queen was about to have her child. But when that child arrived, it wasn't really a boy. It wasn't really a girl. What it was, was a big baby-sized worm. This thing crawled out from the queen, bearing some sharp silver teeth, and if any of you thought that fairy tales were just for children, think again. However, the king and the queen, when they saw that hideous creature, they loved it, as you would anything that came out from your loins, I guess. They loved it because this was their child. And as the years went by, they, they lavished it with their love. They kept throwing their love upon it to, to try and keep it and, and, and surround it with, well, I can't really talk about this because I'm a storyteller, not exactly a king or a queen. Thank you. Come its 16th birthday, this prince because they had to call it something. They called it a prince. In fact, all of the people, they called it a lindworm, because it was kind of like a worm, but obviously it had human-ish features, like those really sharp, jagged teeth and some piercing eyes that looked like they could see right through you, not just you. And... As it grew, it grew up into being a human-sized lindworm, and it had a kind of moment where its voice broke, so they guessed it was probably male. It was very difficult to tell. But now the prince lindworm was 16, so it was his right, his need to get married. And when the king and the queen put a call out for a woman to come and become the new princess of their kingdom, there were surprisingly few takers. Now, um, I'm sure some of you here, you will have had history lessons or something. Uh, uh, so you know that usually if you have a girl, you are to offer a dowry and you have to you know, pay for the party. And have Do we have any fathers who know about this? You know, if you have the daughter, you have to be the one who spends all of the money. No? No? Did that not happen to you? No? Okay. Um, well, back then, that was very much the case. So it would have been very strange for the king and queen to actually offer a dowry for a prince. But that's what they did, because they had no takers. They really needed to marry their prince off in order to continue the lineage of the kingdom. So they decided they were going to offer any girl who came forward to become the new bride, the new princess, they were going to offer her as much wealth as she liked. They were going to offer her really pretty dresses, really pretty shoes, um, uh, really pretty nail varnish, I'm trying to think of something that would attract this young lady down here, but it's clearly not working. The thought of the lindworm has just disgusted her so much she's not going to go anywhere near it, so I think we need to have a poll. Um, what, would, what would encourage you to marry that big, slimy, wormy thing? An unnecessary number of cats. <laughs> After offering this huge dowry, suddenly there were quite a few mums and dads who tried to push their daughters into the palace. Still, the girls didn't really want to go in. Okay, maybe one of them was ready to race in there for all of those cats, but most of them were hanging back and having to be pushed forward by their mothers and fathers until they entered into the palace. And they lined up down the hall, and the Prince Lindworm slithered along Looking at all those women, up and down, until he saw one and said, I'll have that one. And so that girl was chosen. She was given a fantastic dress to wear. She became the new princess later that very day and immediately afterwards there was a huge party where there was much drinking and celebration and at the very end, the lindworm and his new bride went upstairs for their wedding night. And the guards were standing outside the door to that room as they watched the princess walk into the room. The lindworm slither in behind her the doors closed. Then there was a scream, followed by chomping sounds. And the following morning, when the door opened, the princess was nowhere to be seen, and the Lindwern said, I need a no one. So, once again, all of those girls were lined up down the hall and the lindworm slithered along. Now, the girls were a little bit unsure as to whether they even wanted to be picked, but they were still standing there, kind of at knife point. And once again, the lindworm was looking them up and down until he saw one that he liked the look of. I want that one. And again, that lady was chosen. She was given a fantastic dress to wear. Later that very same day, she became the new princess. There was another party, and the people drank even more wine. And once again, upstairs they went for the wedding night. The guards stood outside the room. In what? The princess? In slithered the lindworm. The doors closed. and The guards heard a scream. Then... They heard chomping sounds. And the following morning, when the doors opened, the princess was nowhere to be seen, and the lindworm said, I need a new one. Now. None of the girls cared anything about their families. They didn't care about the money that their fathers or mothers were going to get. They didn't even care about those cats anymore. What all they wanted to do was hide. They wanted to escape the palace. There were girls trying to clamber out from the windows. There were girls trying to get underneath the sink. But we're going to leave the palace for the moment because I want to take you to the other side of that forest where something very serious was going on. You see, this was the kind of time where barbarians would invade villages. And... A village had suffered a barbarian attack. These barbarians had slaughtered pretty much everybody in this village. There was a girl there who had witnessed her entire family being raped and slaughtered. But she had managed to escape. She'd managed to escape with what little clothes she had into the dark forest. Obviously, she was very distraught. She had tears streaming out from her eyes. But as she was running through that forest, she happened to come to a house that was surrounded by lavender. And as she approached, out came a woman. One half of her hair was pitch black. One half of her hair was bright white. And her face was the most beautiful face you can imagine. So have a go at that. Close your eyes. Once again, don't look at this gentleman because it will distract you from seeing the most beautiful face you can imagine. I'd like you to close your eyes and imagine that face. That was the face that the girl saw on that woman. And the woman took her into her cottage and fed her and gave her some new clothes and told her that by tomorrow she could actually be a princess There was just a few things that she needed to do when she went into the city. And the very next day, off that girl went, she knocked on the door to the palace and she put herself forward to be the bride of the Prince Lindworm. Now, the king and queen, they really loved this because, you know, they couldn't find any of those other girls that had run around and hidden themselves and jumped out windows. But here was someone who actually wanted to marry their son-thing. So, of course, they brought her in. They gave her another fantastic dress. Once again, by the end of that day, she was the new princess. And afterwards, the Prince Lindworm and his new bride went upstairs for their wedding night. And the guards stood outside as in went the princess. In slithered the Lindworm. The doors closed. And on the other side of those doors... The lindworm slithered up onto the king size bed, looked at that very pretty girl and said, Now, take off all your clothes. And the girl replied, Of course, my lord, I will do anything for you, but I will take off a layer of mine if you take off a layer of yours. I think that's only fair. This is my, my first night, and, well, I'm very nervous. Will you do that for me, my lord? Will you will you honour me as your wife? Will you take off one of your layers if I take off a layer of mine? And the lindworm just licked his lips and replied, Yeah, 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 get, get on with it! And so that's exactly what the girl did. She took off her dress and let it fall to the floor, so she was standing there just in her undergarments. And then she said, thank you sir, now I've taken off one of my layers, I will take off one of yours. And she took a scrubbing brush and she started to scrub at the body of the lindworm. And as she scrubbed, his skin started to ripple, started to fold back and peel, and out from inside came this really horrid smell, sort of like a really, really bad off gorgonzola or something you know the kind of stenchy stinky cheese that just makes your nose rankle, and you wonder why people even bother to eat it um, of course I'm a storyteller and I absolutely love cheese but thank you uh, so yes yeah, she peeled back the skin of the lindworm and out oozed this little layer of slime sort of phlegmy kind of colour and underneath was yet another layer of flesh a little bit pinker And afterwards, Little Lindworm said, Now, 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 take off the rest of your clothes. And the princess said, Of course, my lord, I will take off another layer if you take off another one of yours. Little Lindworm replied, Yes, 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 get on with it. And so, the princess rolled down her stockings. So now she was standing there just in her corset and her knickers. Don't enjoy it too much. And she said, thank you, my lord. Now I have removed another of my layers. I will remove another of yours. She grabbed that brush again, and she kept on scrubbing. And once again, the skin started to fold and ripple and peel. And as she pulled it back, beneath was another layer of flesh that was pulsing. It was rippling. And it was stinking of something like dead fish. And after pulling it all the way back, the lindworm said, No, 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 come on, take off the rest of your clothes. And the princess said, Of course, my lord. I will take off another of my lairs if you take off another of yours. And this time she let her corset fall. Then again she grabbed that brush and she went back to scrubbing the lindworm. And as she scrubbed, the flesh started to ripple and fold back and peel and as she pulled it back there was the handsomest man she had ever seen. She continued to peel it back and let all of that slime ooze into the bedsheets and up stood this amazing prince who looked at his new bride and realized that she had rescued him. She had rescued him from this, this vision of disgust that had cloaked him his whole life. And since she was clearly the love of his life, He picked her up, carried her into a different room where it wasn't quite so messy, and you can guess what happened next. And that new prince and princess soon became the new king and queen of that kingdom, and they too gathered the adulation and the adoration of all of their people, and they lived very happily for the rest of their... Right. Yeah, I would say probably so. But thank you ever so much for sharing these stories. It only remains for me to say cheerio and enjoy the rest of your afternoon, so... Cheerio, and enjoy the rest of your afternoon.